Hi, my name is Michelle Apples and I'm the owner of Miss Apples Matchmaking and I love what I do. I believe that the person you spend your life with will either be your greatest asset or your greatest liability. And my goal is to create an intentional and authentic experience while bringing the human element back into the dating scene. In this algorithmic world that we live in, we forget that people don't ever perfectly fit. We aren't a snap that goes away in 10 seconds. We aren't just someone you can swipe right or left on and you know everything about us. We are blood and water and air and we are all flawed. Tune in every Monday for a new episode of An Apple a Day where I will answer all of your questions. I will share some amazing testimonies. I will share some of my own humiliating dating stories and I will shed some wisdom from some great people that have really amazing relationships. I also interview just real people on their own dating journey. I really hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Michelle Apples, and I have a very special guest with me, Emanuela. How are you doing? I am doing well. Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me on your podcast. I am super excited. And I just love the name of your podcast, An Apple a Day. I really love that. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to have you. Uh, Emanuela and I met on Clubhouse, the new and hip app around town that everyone is on or starting to get on. Yeah. And we just were really drawn to each other. We both work with Christians in the kind of dating world. So I wanted to bring her on and we are actually going to start a five-part series called Where Are All the Godly Men? And so Emanuela actually wrote a book called How to Attract a Godly Husband. And so I would love for you to talk about this, that. And so today we're going to be talking about how to attract a godly men. And then for the next four episodes, I'm actually going to be interviewing some great godly men who are on their own dating journeys as well. So why don't you tell us about you, you about your book, about what you do? We'd love to hear. Ah, thank you so much, Michelle. Yes, I wrote this amazing book, um, How to Attract a Godly Husband, um, which is available on Amazon on or on my website. And I really wrote the book um, just out of a necessity that I that I just came across a lot of women who was asking that same, same question, like, where are all the godly men? And and how can I find one? And even the title of the book was very strategic that God really told me to title the book, how to attract a godly husband, not how to mm. find, because the Bible talks about he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. So women, it is not, we were not designed to chase and to find. Our job was just to position ourselves to be find, to be found by the, by the godly men that we were seeking. So I wrote this book a few years ago and it's been doing really well. And the book, the title is a little um, deceiving as well. The book is really about discovering who you are as an individual, discovering who you are as a woman of God, knowing your value and your purpose, because that is really how you're going to attract a godly husband by living out just in your purpose and knowing what a godly man is looking for, because a godly man is also looking for a godly wife. So how do you position yourself to be that attractive person that that godly man is seeking? Oh, I love that you mentioned that because he who finds a a wife finds a good thing, but positioning yourself to be found. And I think that's where a lot of women get it wrong because they read that and they say, oh, well, he's just supposed to find me. And then they sit at their house kind of waiting, praying on him, but 
don't ever position themselves to actually be able to be aligned to be found. Yeah. And so let's talk about that a little bit. How do you think a woman who's single and on her dating journey, how do you think she can position herself to be found? Like what are some, some practical ways that she can do that? Well, I think that's a great, that's a great question. I, and I hear that question a lot because the number one is question, okay, where are all these single eligible bachelor men and how, where do I go to find one? Well, I think the first step is really knowing who you are. And I know that's not what the women want to hear. They're like, okay, tell me exactly where to go. <laughs> What's the location? Where, which coffee shop is he at? Which Cause I'm going to go right there right now. <laughs> which website, where are they? And I'll, and I'll make sure that I'm there. But I think the, the work starts inner. It's the inner work that has to be done first because we become attractive to men when we're attractive to ourselves, you know, mm. when we feel attractive. I know for me as a woman, when I feel confident, when I feel good about myself, I show up differently in the world. And mm. I always say, it's not about being at the right place at the right time. We are out now we're in a pandemic. It's a little different, but prior to that, we are out and about every day. We're grocery shopping. We're going for walks. We're out grabbing coffee. You're shopping. You, you are encountering a meeting people all the time. And I think sometimes we're not intentional in, in our singleness to say, Hey, I'm single, but I, I, I desire to meet someone. And I tell people when you meet, because you meet people all the time. And sometimes we can be so quick to dismiss people because they're not packaged in the way we want them to be packaged. Mm. A lot of time as Christians, we have this idea in our head, what we want and how we want God to bless us. And then we also want to tell God, this is what I want. And this is how I want it to be delivered. This is how I want to receive it. And sometimes we miss it. God is trying to bless us. And he said, here it is. But we haven't trained ourselves to know how to identify the good man. So sometimes they could be standing right next to us, but because we haven't learned how to identify him, how to see him, we miss him. So we're looking for something that's right in front of us. So really knowing what to look for, what that godly man looks like is going to be really the first step. I love that you said it, it is inner work because I find like I, I thrive being single. I love my single season. Anyone who knows me knows that I love my single season and I just feel good and where God has aligned me right now, what I'm doing and the amount of godly men that are coming in my inboxes on all my social platforms right now. And I'm just like, where are all the godly men? Here they are women. Like <laughs> they're in Michelle's they, inbox. That's they're in my inbox. This is why I'm a matchmaker because I can't have them all. So I might as well dish them out to other people, but it's really because I just have this confidence and who I am. And I've really done the work within myself, that inner work that you're talking about to really be the best version of myself, you know, because I feel like with women, I see this desperation and the guys sense that from a million miles away. And with me, I'm, I just show up exactly as I am. And if you don't like me, you don't like me. If I, you reject me, you reject me. That's okay. And so, yeah, having, being able to like be firm in my identity and do that inner work has just blessed me so much. And, and again, men have shown up because they see that. And that's, yeah, I love that you said that. Let's go more into that. So when we're saying like the inner work that women need to do to help them, what does that tangibly look like? Because a lot of people might listen to this and they might be like, okay, inner work, what now? What does that mean, right? What does that mean? Yeah. And that's why even in my book, I was very specific. I didn't just want to write just another book just to kind of give people all this information. I actually wrote, my book is a book as well as a workbook because I believe, because I know I went through so many lectures. I went to so many motivational conferences and all these things. And then while you're there, you 
you're on this high, you feel like, okay, now I'm ready to go out and conquer the world. And after you get back home with, after a few days, you're like, what did they say? What am I supposed to, who am I? What am I supposed to be doing again? Oh, you listen mm -hmm. to something really great. You get charged up. And then after that motivation wears off, you're like, okay, where do I start? So I wrote the book in a sense that it gives you some questions to really answer, to get to know who you are. So the first thing I say, you know, a woman cannot successfully choose the right life partner for herself until she first knows who she is. So mm -hmm. I say that. And then in the book, I go into depth. How do you discover who you are? One of the first thing I talk about, first of all, knowing that God knows you, you have to know that God created you with a purpose in mind and, and God knows exactly what you need. So the first thing you need to do, go is to go back to your maker and know what does God say about you? Who do you mm -hmm. are? And that's when you get to know how valuable you are, because if you don't know how valuable you are, you put yourself on sale, you settle because you don't know the value that you hold. So that's the first thing before you even, I tell women, before you go out there and start to date or even think about dating, take the time to affirm yourself. What makes you unique? What makes you special? Like questions you really need to ask yourself. Mm -hmm. What is it about me that makes me different from any other woman out there? Because a lot of times we're in competition and there is really no competition because there is only one you. There is only one Michelle. There is only one Emanuela. So there is really no competition when you know the value that you hold and the power that you hold as a woman. Then there is no self-doubt. You're not really selling for anything that's beneath you or something that you don't deserve because you figured that's all you're worth. My second thing, so some key questions that I have women go through the book and ask themselves is you, what makes you irresistible? What makes you an asset to the men that you are desiring? Why you? Why you? What do you have to offer that no other woman can? And these are the questions that I really ask women to really think about answering these questions, to really sit with yourself and answer these questions. What makes you unique? How do you improve yourself? What are you, what are some things that you're working on? What are your goals? What's the, what do you, what's your vision for your life? And really get to know yourself on an intimate level and define what does a healthy relationship look like for you? I know I gave you a long answer. No, I love that. I love that so much. I, I think there's so, there's so many gems in there. And just like, once you know your value, you're able to raise your standards and not just fall for anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's beautiful that you mentioned settling. Like, do you, uh, do you find that often you, cause I know you also coach single women and you're a dating coach. Do you find that women settle often in dating and relationships? And that's where some of the problems that they're running into is. Yes. I see a lot of women settling in relationships. And I think because they haven't taken the time to do the work on themselves and I, they settle for a lot of different reasons. It could be for women, you know, we get into that certain age where we feel like we should have been married by now. We want to have children, we want to have families. And we see the time is passing us by and you get to a point where you say, well, I guess this is as good as it gets. Well, no one else has come along. So I might as well settle here. What if better doesn't come along? So I'll settle for Mr. Okay. Or, you know, I don't, I know I've seen a lot of women going to relationship, going to marriages that they knew going in that it was, that it was the wrong relationship, but because they didn't see their value because they got impatient or for other, lots of other reasons, they just settled. And I, oh, my saying, my saying for that is the moment you settle, the thing that you were waiting for 
before it shows up. So that's 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 been my experience. It's like the moment you buy this dress, you commit to something, then you see all the other things. Oh my God, like where were all these men all along? Where? Mm. But it's because you were not in the mindset to see it because I think you said earlier, when we're operating from a spirit of desperation, then you attract this. You, you, you can't choose right because you're choosing from a limited mindset. But if you're operating from a mindset of abundance, and that's the mindset I've always operated in when I was dating. I never believed there was a shortage of good men. I hadn't, I, like you, I had an abundance. They were in, they didn't, we didn't have DMs back then, but. <laughs> they everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been married, like I've been with my husband for 14 years, been married 12 years. And back then, you know, when I was dating, I never had a problem finding men. You know, I didn't, ha I had dates. I had men who were pursuing me and I knew I was the prize. I knew that I was a good thing. And I knew that with the right man, you know, I was doing the choosing. Quite honestly, I wasn't really waiting around to be chosen. I was turning men down, but like, no, I don't think you're it. <laughs> and just really operating in the sense of there is, there is an abundance of good men out there and, and God had mine. So I wasn't worried about that. Honestly, I was really enjoying myself. Yeah. I loved being single. I really did. I know. I love it so much that I'm like, oh, do I really want to ever be in a relationship or married? I know God's already told me that's going to happen. So I'm just like, okay, God, whenever you want it, well, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I love what you said. Just changing your mindset mm -hmm. because I definitely see that so much, especially in the Christian culture. As people come to me all the time. There's no godly men. There's no good men out there. Well, my DMs prove you wrong, number one. <laughs> but also like when you come in with the mindset of a lack, you're always going to have a lack. If you mm -hmm. come in with a mindset, like you said, of abundance, you're always going to have more than. And yes. so, yeah, changing that mindset, I think is so important. It is. It really, because you, ultimately you attract what's in you, whatever is, whatever the mindset you're operating out of, whatever the beliefs that you're believing about yourself in this situation. If you believe there's no good men, there's, there's no good men because the universe is going to keep bringing you no good men. <laughs> but if you it's believe true. that there is good in people, there is, there are good men out there. So when you meet someone, you're looking for the good. You, and that, I always believe, I always trust and believe until people give me a reason not to. So I wasn't going into relationships, going into meetings, just expecting to be disappointed and just expecting all these bad things and negativity. I went in with a positive mindset. This person is good until they give me a reason to believe otherwise. And that's how, that's the spirit that I operated from. So that's so good. I also want to go back to one thing you said about women have this idea in their head of what they're looking for and have this type. And so they just are like, nope, that's not my person. But I often, I like, I know, and I've seen it so many times. So it's like, you may want something, but you may need something else. And God knows your needs. He gives you what you need. He doesn't give you what you just want. Like, yeah. yes, there's a, there's both. He does, he does want to give you what you want, but he gives you even better than what you want because he gives you actually something that fulfills the needs that you have. So why do you think as, as humans, cause not just women that we do this to ourselves where we kind of put this like type on things and, and kind of put this bubble around like this person, perfect person. And this is what I need. And if I don't need this and I'm not going to go out with anyone else, because I already have an idea of what my person looks like. Oh, I, I love, love, love this question. And I'm so passionate about this question. I can speak for days on that. I think the first part is that like for me, I'm from the Caribbean. So 
my dream was to marry a Caribbean man because I just wanted to dance the music. I just, you know, I was all about the Caribbean life. But, and then I remember being in college, my friends used to tease me that, you know, I'm going to marry a Caribbean man. And I had a best friend and she was like, you know, I want to marry a European man, whatever. Everyone had their personal preference. And I ended up marrying the, uh, the European man and she ended up marrying the, the Caribbean man. I was <laughs> like, God, this was not... <laughs> This was not what I said I wanted. And this was not, and I tell people all the time because I'm a dating and relationship coach, I've been a student of men and relationships for like, since I was eight years old, I've always been fascinated with the idea of relationships. I want to know what makes it work. What are the deal breakers? I want to know everything about relationships. I'm fascinated with the idea. And I think you asked the question, why is it some women are choosing their wants and neglecting their needs? I think it's because they've never really sat down and asked themselves, you know, what are my, my must have in a relationship? Mm -hmm. What are the things that I must have in a relationship in order for it to be successful and healthy in my eyes? What are things that would be nice to have? Like if I have this thing, it would be really nice, but I don't really need it. And the last thing is what are my non-negotiables? What are things I absolutely do not want in a relationship? Things that are not willing to compromise on things I really don't believe in. I don't stand for. So you have to have those lists of your must haves, nice to haves, and absolutely don't want. And that's one, of, that's one of the exercises I have in my book to really make people sit down and list those things. Because it's like going shopping, you don't have a shopping list, you're just grabbing things off the shelf. Mm -hmm. But if you've already made that list before going out into the world, you're going out, you're dating, you're meeting people. If you've already sat down, you know yourself. You know, I know who Emanuela is. I know things that I like and I know things I would not tolerate. So if I already know that about myself, when I'm out there dating, I know how to tailor my questions. I may not ask you directly, but I know the questions to ask around that topic and that subject to kind of get to know where your stand is on that topic. Where are you standing? Where, what is your value? What is your thought around the things that are important to me? And then I can make an informed decision. Like if you're checking all the boxes on my non-negotiables, then I already know you may look good. You may have the physique and all these things, but I just know it's not going to work out. So I have to, I have to pass, but you may not have the physique, but you're hitting all the things that are on my must-haves. Like for me, integrity, I'm big on integrity. I'm big on character. I'm big on the things that we cannot change as individuals. Mm -hmm. So what I see a lot of women, when they're out there dating, they're leading with their want and not their need. Like what's really going to sustain the relationship? He might be tall, dark, and handsome, but if he's not in alignment with your core values, what good is that? Yeah, he's good to look at, but I'm telling you, after being married 14 years and I've seen and studying like so many relationships, if you don't like the person as an individual, after a while, you're going to forget what he looks like. Cause mm -hmm. I don't care how good you look. <laughs> if I don't like you as an individual, then I really don't want to be with you. Cause I yeah. tell people you, you can love someone and not like them. So I tell when you get, when you're ready to choose your forever person, it is more important that you like them. And liking has to do with character, with integrity, the things that you cannot change about a person versus I can love somebody, but I, I can grow to love, but you can't grow to like. Mm, that's okay? good. So I know I gave you a whole bunch no, of answers to that question. I went in a tangent. I, like and I, I love it. <laughs> Speak on it. So good. No, I, I love it. I think that's so important. I learned that lesson actually so young 
young in, in my life and I'm so glad I did. I remember being obsessed with this guy. He was so hot and so everything. And throughout all my high school years and then I had left my small town for a year and then I went back to my small town and he asked me on a date and I was like, oh my goodness, this guy's asking me out. Like could not believe it. I went on a date with him literally in five minutes. I was like, why in the world was I so obsessed with this person? Wow. I ripped my hair out because I just, I, I was so bored. We couldn't have a conversation. Like we just were not aligned at all in so many ways. First years I spent mm. thinking this person was everything when really the, the core values weren't there. The alignment wasn't there. The level of intellectual conversation and stimulation wasn't there. And, and I'm so glad I learned that lesson so young in life because now I'm like, you can look like anything, but in, yeah. if you're not a good person, if I can't have a conversation with you, if you don't have good character, good morals, good values, you don't treat me right. Like, bye, yeah. I don't have time for it. And, but I, I've also, that it, it, it's funny because it really goes back to what you said in the beginning, like the inner works and really valuing yourself. And once you really value yourself, you exactly. stop settling for people who don't treat you as well, or like red flags that come up, but usually you would ignore them, but you're not anymore because you value yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I feel like I could talk to you about all this all day, but I know we won't because we're going to get everyone to read your book instead so that we don't yeah. have to tell them every all the secrets of your book. And we'll actually do a giveaway on my Instagram page this week for your book. Yay, so, thank you. Yeah, of course. And somebody needs this wealth of knowledge from you and, and really raising their own value and their own standards and in, in their relationships and how to attract a godly man. So um, last question for you, if there was one piece of advice you could give to all the single ladies out there, what would it be? Oh, last advice. Oh my gosh. So many, so many, so many. Um, the first, the, the one piece of advice I would really, um, give to any woman and I, and I, and it's personal because I had to work through it myself. It's really, it's really falling in love with yourself. I know it's cliche and I know it's all the things that you hear it all the time, but I think that's where a woman's confidence comes in. And I, I think that's what makes you most attractive because when you love yourself, there are certain things that you would not tolerate. And I think a lot of time women were so busy defending and telling people who we are when our actions speak so much louder. I don't have to tell you my beliefs. I don't have to tell you the way um, I want you to treat me. You're going to see that by the way I treat myself. You're going to see that by my level of excellence about me and how I carry myself and the level and the value that I put on myself. A person is only going to value to the level that they see you value yourself. They're going to respect you to the level they see you respecting yourself. They're going to love you to the level they see you loving yourself and knowing that you are the prize. So I, I sometimes we can spend so much time focusing on things that are outside of our influence, the things we don't have control over. But the things that you have control over is yourself, how you treat yourself, the things that you are going to tolerate. And so I would really tell women to spend the time work on you. Because when you are ready, I promise you, when you are ready, and you're not focusing on meeting this guy, just like you, Michelle, I have no doubt that God is going to send you a guy because you are in a happy place. And when you're in a happy place, you are a magnet. You are a magnet. Guys can't help but be attractive to you because men always want the thing that they, they say, wow, she's what is something about her. She has this glow about her. She's happy because a man doesn't want the burden of making you happy. They want you to already be happy, already mm -hmm. enjoying life, already have a sense of adventure. And I know who I am. I'm enjoying life. Like I don't, I'm not looking, waiting for you to come rescue me. I'm in a good place. So I'm going to be a great addition to your life, not a burden to your life. So women will just focus on themselves, discover who you are, and just really fall in love with 
you. I think that is the crucial first step into attracting a godly husband, really. You don't have to worry about finding him. He will find you. Oh, I love that so much. It's so good. I think that's so important. And I've seen seen that in my own life is when I've started to love myself and just really, you know, focus on my purpose rather than another person to fulfill me, then so much has happened. And it's just attracted great people into my life. And mm-hmm. so I know that on the horizon, God has that man coming too, because I'm in that place. And so, yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome. This was fun. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for tuning into our show. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and maybe even share it with your friends. If you are single and looking, feel free to check out our website at missapples.ca to find out how you can work with us and get better results in your own dating life. See you back here next Monday for another episode of an apple a day. And in the meantime, feel free to check us out on Instagram or slide into our DMs at Miss Apples Matchmaking. See you next Monday.